So, more or less, we're rolling. Um, everything's recording, hopefully. Um, the projection is just thinking, pretend someone was right in front of us. Like, we talk to each other like yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but just give consideration like it's a fourth person with us. So, um, first and foremost, thanks for coming back, you two. Uh, the first time we met was not too long ago and it was like a re-meeting of like familiar energies mm -hmm. so yeah I, I could sit and talk to these guys for hours and days uh and it's an upward spiral of consideration that's the thing it's not just talking it's like we're going somewhere with this like it's a sharpening of whatever this thing is so yeah appreciate you coming out so this yes. is just a discussion um there is purposefulness in everything that each of us does which is why it was a great moment to meet how we did because you could see like okay this isn't just a coincidence this is there is purpose yeah. in it so we're going to go through some purposeful topics of consideration um considering the world we're in right now what's going on um and we can't sit with like a hundred thousand people um although it's more than a hundred thousand people talking about this or that want to hear different pieces and parts of this so this is just a possibility um, and a seed planted for consideration of who may need to hear, feel, experience, or get a different perspective on the topics of discussion. So you can either introduce yourself or let it flow as we speak, because I, I don't do introductions. Y'all homies. Yeah, so well, I'm uh, Armando Jackson from uh, Puerto Limon, Costa Rica. <laughs> but I live most of the times outside, and hopefully I'm returning to live here. And be involved more with nature and farming so it's my story food <laughs> give me the food and you say max gilraith from the united states i've lived here in the caribbean for four years uh, retired six years ago and uh flowing with life here we've um We've experiencing, we've been experiencing something uh, very, uh, I would say, traumatic and and critical, especially to our health and well-being, which is the pandemic, COVID-19, and at least for me, top of mind, uh, and this. This has been such for a long time now, but top of mind, especially now, is is health and well-being, um, our health and wellness, as it relates, especially. Pick up just a little bit so they catch you, definitely, just a little more volume. Talk a little, a little bit. Yeah, because okay. he's so chill. Yeah. He's talking like little Barry White, like, I'm a big, you feel, I mean, I'm getting all the little bass, it's like, <laughs> but I'm like, she not feeling it right now, and not like I am, it's crazy, but yeah, just <laughs> So, I'm yeah, so, I'm know, so relaxed, like, um, you know. Like, like life is, uh, is things happening, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, live, living here uh, in Costa Rica's Caribbean, we certainly have um, an advantage, if you will, over uh, many places in the world from the standpoint that we're we're cradled in nature. Nature on one, on one side, we've got the beach. On the other side, we have the beautiful tropical rainforest, but kind of in the middle of all this, uh, we have, we have um, people that, that are ch 
challenged right now. Um, as, a, as a life coach, uh, I talk to people on virtually daily that uh, are trying to navigate uh, the waters of, of uncertainty, the waters of what's next, uh, the water of, of uh, how do I cope? But this isn't, for what you do as a life coach, that's kind of what you did. So nothing you're saying now, what I think for a life coach, what you're saying now would be any different based on the world change. Like those three things you just said, yeah, you do that with as a life coach with everyone. So this transition may have given those considerations a whole new depth, like dimension, yeah. which should be quite engaging for you right now. It, yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it certainly is. And not only is it engaging for me with, with others, uh, it's impacted me as well. Uh, I mean, Armando and I were talking about this uh, a few days ago. Um, uh, mental health and the ability to to have a have healthy coping mechanisms exactly yeah. on a, on a daily basis is so important now uh, more important now than at any other time that I can remember what about you Armando? yeah no, I, I agree but the other thing that that you were also touching on is that the 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 nutritional part of this mm -hmm. which is a huge problem because I think if you, you you have to you know give food to your body and the proper food especially at this time when you're mentally you know, much more uh, lower than usual. And if you don't nourish your body, your mind is not going to function well. And you can go into other problems that can develop, which is what we're talking about, mental illness. Not referring to grief or sadness, but real mental illness, which are either chemical, they can be caused by, uh, you know, like organs that are in your body okay. that overproduce. Question. Yeah. Is pedophilia a mental illness? You know, that no one can tell because everybody, I, it, it could be a thing that the person might not be mentally ill, but I think they stop in a certain level in their life. I think they're... Out of mental maturity? They, they, out of mental maturity, yeah. They go up to three, four years, five years old, and then... In this phase of, of a relationship. Because they're mature in other They're minutes. mature. But they're at that level, they're five years old. Or six years old. And they it sort of blocks. They think that, you know, as a human growing up, you go through many stages. You even go through something like what all these things are talking about, autism. You go through an autistic state also. But you have to pass through that in order to get on to the next stage. Where huh. people huh. that are adults and they still can diagnose them with autism, they have stayed back. In that, in, you know, in that form. So that's the reason why I see it in that fashion. I know people, you know, based on religion or based on culture, they might say, have different views. But I think that's what happens. But sadness is different because it's not a progression through life. It's a moment. It's a moment, exactly. It's a moment. And that moment might be up to a week or so. Where depression is after that. Not only that, but... Depression is after sadness? It can become. It can, you can become depressed not due to sadness. No, you can become... Because remember, sadness... But sadness is the base. Is sadness and grief are completely different to me because sadness, yeah. they're moments of, of positivity, you know? When you're sad, somebody can come in and really cheer you up. Is if that you're mentally to get out? No, no, it's just the just, way... That's the way... Uh, it's what, that's what sadness and grief is. 
basically. You know, somebody could have died, but then you remember them, oh man, this guy used to swim so good and he used to fish so well. And you look at it very positive. If you're depressed, that part doesn't come in. It just looks down deeper. Everything. Or the example is going to be, not like he could fish good and we like being around him and stuff like that, but that's, I think that's what kind of, uh, that's the, my opinion of these things. Huh. Why did you ask that question? Because as you were talking about um, mental, mental illness, illness yeah. um, with sadness and depression, I was wondering in the world where pedophilia is becoming a more above ground discussion uh, and what it is and how it's treated and why it's so pervasive, I was just wondering if it's a mental illness because there are people that are trying to use this term called uh, ageism, something, something fluid ageism or something like that, where the relationship is I'm a child inside of the human body. So you oh, seeing what you just said? Is I didn't know about I'm, that, yeah. I'm I'm connecting. Yeah. I don't have a mental illness or a problem. I just have similar to what you said. I'm a child that is attracted to a Never child like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson. Ah. I don't know if he had a, a. I think he had. He might have stopped, but his might not have been sexual. It might not. See, have and that's been, the thing. It's so. It, it's it this. Might little... not have been. Uh, you know, so I don't know. Could you call somebody Michael Jackson a pedophilia where he never had, according to him, never had sex with any of these kids, but he wanted to be like them and at their and level. With them and around them. Is that considered pedophilia well, but also? Here, but here's another thing. Just to be around children, the desire to yeah. be around children, there is no person that has gained uh, a state of wisdom that does That's not true. see the value in that. There's not one. And no, on, on no level is a, children, a child, a child yeah. ever truly... A burden when you realize how un the, the gift is to keep them untouched, unhinged, to protect that thing. Like so, yeah. When people is that's why it's, it's, it's you have to be look. careful and really look at relationships that people have with children because that thing we all know exists. It's like yeah, yeah. I want these, I want to share and be around that energy. But there is the are these things that have been overlooked, um, misunderstood, mislabeled um, because you. you they're so finite like that that whole yeah that little piece of you that little piece never made a a progression in maturity to understand that this is a awkward relationship based on all the other things that you are yeah so that's why i came up okay but dealing yeah. with um stress and depression um and these things taking place in the world right now based on changing circumstances it's detrimental to find outlets um, yeah. The way you said it, you, uh, you were talking about a, um, did you say release? Or what did you say? Because I always Cold say, thing. what's your creative outlet? Yeah. And people always get confused because no, and not everyone considers themselves a creative. Yes. And so if I say that, that's almost pushing it for them to look at themselves and like, I'm not a creative, but I sketch sometimes or uh, I, I sing or I dance when I like when I'm happy it's most like... of the good people <laughs> most of the real professionals are like you know like not going to school being a professional but dancers good dancers yeah they all feel very low about themselves they don't they, you know it's just something I do <laughs> yeah I mean some of the some of the biggest talents in the world has come from dysfunctional behavior yeah. you know um, people that that um, may have had really uh, significant emotional and even spiritual uh, challenges in life. Mm. And from that, some very uh, significant things have come from that. So, we were just talking about um, chaos. 
yeah. what it leads to. And I said chaos leads to creativity, which is you said chaos leads to, what it's, was the term? It's actually uh, creative chaos. Creative chaos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the reason I said that is because it's, it's, it is chaotic in a sense because if somebody's viewing it from outside, it looks like a huge, uh, you know, thing with lines. And the part that that's flashing towards you is creating something in your eyes or whether the space, a new planet being formed mm -hmm. from an explosion, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that's the, that's what I would, that's my definition. I know it's a... Now here's the thing. This is where child trauma trickles. As much as we try and keep children away, yeah. there are these things that happen to, it just happens from yeah. experience. And trauma, childhood traumas echo, they have this echoing effect that you could never stop. It just yeah. happens and you deal with it if you could see it, deal with yeah. it as it progresses, but it's a part of you, it's a mm -hmm. building block. Exactly. Um, but child traumas are a part of creativity. Yeah. A yeah. lot, like you said, it's a lot of the dysfunctional people, it was something that happened. But like, the only problem with that is that, which you're correct, but the only problem with that is that uh, most kids, especially kids, if they didn't like whatever, is, they suppress it. And that suppression turns into something else. And still then, a part of it, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's you. still a part of it, but they turn it into something else. And that something else is the reminder for them, but they put it into a way that they see it as pleasant, whatever they turn it into, so that they can face it. And that's the only reason why they, they suppress it. They okay. suppress it, and it pops up over here, but it's something else. So it needs to be formed in face, like a and, bully. Yeah, and so what you have to, exactly. So what you do is, in order to treat that, problem you have to find out what the what they're transforming that you know whatever that thing is uh, into something else and they have to find out what that is in order to, to heal it or soothe it or whatever you know way they you know they want to do if it's a treatment that have you dealt with a childhood trauma in that in that way probably I probably that you know, did that, that, that I, yeah, I don't remember most of them uh, but I do remember happy things for some reason or another throughout my entire life as a, as a child. I remember happiness and going up to the mountains and getting coconuts and walking through the bush with no shoes. The only shoes we wore, we had one pair of shoes that's for church and for, uh, and for school. school. And other than that, you're barefoot. Yeah. So I, I remember those things good for me. Have you faced any childhood traumas head on? That like, cause again, these are traumas that if they're suppressed, like you said, you, yeah. you just miss them. They become something else, or yeah. you deal with them differently. Have you? So you say, yeah. So you remember I, I, happiness, yeah. and that doesn't mean that that there was nothing bad. But it's you know, so, so weird. You, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of push those out, and as you get older, maybe when I, you know, between thirty and forty or something like that, maybe I had a different view of it, and then just transformed it after that into you're like, whatever okay, it is now. It's more acceptance. Exactly. Once you get that, it's different. Exactly. That's, that's, exact, that's the exact word for it. Acceptance. Yeah. And then you kind of, when you sell, you say, okay, well, I can't do nothing about it. And then you kind of accept it. But that's bad, too. Not do anything about it. It's yeah. just I accept what has happened. I don't approve of it. I don't disapprove of it. It just, this is a part of what I am and become, and I know. It's yeah. just a part of my experience. Yeah. But can you think of any childhood traumas that you got to, and you're like, wow, this happened. And, okay, I dealt with this incident or moment in a certain way. And trauma is... Relative is yeah. how, how you yeah. face it. Yeah, um, for me, the the experiences I had that 
impacted me both at the time that it happened mm -hmm. as well as over a period of time uh, forward uh, were were experiences that at that time uh, being young I didn't know what it meant I didn't I didn't I didn't start to process it and to and to figure it out yeah until later in life and then once I started to break the code on some things and say, okay, this, that's the reason why that happened. Uh, this is the reason why, and this was the stimulus or the, or the environment, the background that caused that to happen. And so then uh, I came out of my, I came out of my, um, out of my pain, if you will, um, into a place where, into a place where I, I, I began, once I understood the problem and the situation, then I looked for solutions and a place to put that in a positive and productive way. So, and, and that really started with, for me with forgiveness. You know what's a, what's a very interesting thing is that, I'm not saying, you know, whether you grow up with a father or mother or whatever, but some of my moments, I didn't translate them like you translated your own. For some reason or another, my father was always with me. And every problem that I had went to my father. We had like, it was like 11 other sisters yeah. and brothers. And so if you had to form something from it, I didn't form it myself. I went to them, and them being older, or my parent being older, they said, this is what it is. See, I think there's a difference when you make your own decision on what's, you know, how to deal with it and forgiveness and all that, is to... You've translated it yourself. Where there are other people, I had to. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like there are other people like me, that if we saw any of your situations, what we would do is run over to your father, run over to your brother, and they're all bigger, than, older than me, and my mom. Mm -hmm. And so, based on whichever, you know, whichever of those things uh, that I thought was um, was incorrect or happiness or because mm -hmm. I, I can tell you some stories that I had when I was. I'll give you one. Yeah. And it's interesting because I had to deal with what it was and how it affected me as a domino effect, the butterfly effect later. Um, I'm going to say it in poem. I wrote it because yep. it's the same story and it's just the way I comfortably share it. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Can we talk about the nightmares I once had? It's the reason I didn't scream when the screens show horror scenes, my reality is way more bad. And it's way more sad when screaming through my notepads got me A's in poetry and art class. Flashback, the babysitter, our neighbor, being a family friend played in her favor. Her brother was my best friend, so I didn't say much, though I never smiled when she asked me to play touch. It was always nap time when she come to wake up, only me, so we could go and play make love. This is not made up, there was no makeup. Time played its toll and affected my way of seeing love. And now I stray from relationships, so please listen when I say that this has affected me in so many different ways. So much hitting in my childlike silent gaze Thinking of those silent days And the way I still stray off to my own quiet place When I cannot find the words to say I make a space in my head To break free, to be me Release real stories, no dreams 
this is my screen. So literally everything we talked Powerful, about. Man. You just said it. We, you know, we went through it though. Yeah. So that's why I'm sitting here listening like, you do. You make boxes, you deal with it. You don't know what is happening, but it has this effect. It's not positive or negative, it just kind of is. Yeah. And you can charge it later if you choose to. It's like, yeah. so yeah, I dealt with all of that. So just listening, like that was like, yeah, I'm just cool. Yeah. So thank you for perspective. No, it's good that you... Uh, that you that's how I write, man. That's yeah. the music I'm putting yeah. in the world right yeah. now. That's, that, no, that's, that's a very interesting thing. And that's, that's why I was bringing up the, the fact about parenting and, you know, people growing up with parents or not. And what, how your parents perceive you. And that's why I want to also talk about when we, if we ever get on this thing about mental illness. Because, yeah, no, I'm just, the reason is because... How uh, your parents perceive you is what you're How saying. parents perceive other people, like their own kids. Not yeah, just not yeah. specifically me, but their children. Their children. Yeah. Uh, I was telling you about my. I, I didn't make up any of my. Yeah, I didn't translate that. any of them. Somebody told, explained to me what that is. Okay, where, you know, Max was saying that he later on looked at it, analyzed it, and then came up with his own opinion, and that's where he comes up with the word forgiveness. But the thing is that a lot of kids here, especially in the Caribbean, right here in this little town, they're growing up with mental illnesses, but no one calls it that. Because, the reason is, because when they get to a certain age, they think they are supposed to act that way, and then when they go from 9 to 16, which is the most critical age, they're associated with behavior. And one of the problems with behavior here, and in many countries, they beat the shit out of those kids. So and they are suppress you it. spanking, whipping? Yes, yes, beatings. Beatings, that means with a whip. At what, at what a, age? They start off... Sometimes very early, but the worst ones start off between 9 and 16 because they think that that's where you got to straighten back up that pole because things are bad. They think they can do it before the age of 9, so they don't do it as aggressive. It's more yelling and things like that. At 9 and above, it's like, go get me the whip, you know, let me beat your ass, you know, and they suppress. Okay, so we're talking about something that happens all over the world. Everywhere in the world. So you're saying that this act in and of itself is an atrocious causality to many of the of the uh, of not the, not causing the mental illness the mental illness that's already there it could be a chemical imbalance an emotional thing a social thing and what happened is that when they're going through it uh the the parents can't see it or the the siblings they can't see it so what they do they if it's bad they associate it with bad behavior if it's good they associate it with the with you know, the church or whatever they, wherever they're going. What's, what's, so, what's a so what discipline though? Because this sounds like an opinion on discipline. It, and it, I know people that, that, that... Yeah, but you, you, did they have mental illness? You don't know. Until they get older. And what happened with this mental illness after mm -hmm. 16, what happens to them is that they either start drinking, smoking, you know, a lot of the other things that we, society considers as something that's going to destroy them. Uh, and so when they, when, they, uh, when they sort of give them the whipping... All of that stuff that they were doing is suppressed. It's not gone, and it's suppressed. And that mental illness that they have behind that is going to make it worse. Now it becomes imaginary as they get older. At what point does a child have a mental illness versus one of these progressive measures that you initially spoke about? Yeah. No, that's what it is. It's a progressive thing, but every time they do something from the age of 9 to 16, that's just like a box. And you have to... That's the, then this is, the, this is what I think it is. Like when children come in, yeah. the world... They're super intelligent. Yeah. And then between the ages of 8 and 16, they get educated. 
that's what I'm hearing from you. For me, yeah. that's well, you get educated because this should become well, something they, different. Well, they're born, they're educated. So it starts. I think off, they're intelligent yeah. beyond yeah. educated. I think education is a refinement that, like, yeah. like systematically it, orders things. Yeah. But intelligence is like creativity. It is. Yeah, that's a little a, different. Yeah. yeah. So I, but uh, the, the 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 learning part is, uh, and and becoming smarter is the fact that if they if they see light, if they just open their eyes for the first time and they see light, they associate it with something. And when they associate it with something, they start thinking about, what is that? Where does it come from? You know, a, a, a hold, a hug, you know, one of these things. They're also experiencing that, so they're learning and they're developing at that time. Mm -hmm. And this is like one, two years, two days old. You know, they're associating with all these different things. So I think from that on, you just continue. It's not that they're just bright, but they're experiencing their own experiences. Uh, Does this mental, it sounds like a mental uh, health hazing in a way. It's like they're hazed. For differences? I don't. I don't. It's, it's at certain time of the of, of that stage uh, they're developing. Is it for differences? Is that what's being? It's, I think it's because they're not seeing what they what society's supposed to mean, or even a child. But let me tell you, there's some good things that actually are seen uh, very negative by the parents, like Autism. a child no a child running around and knocks a cup or a glass over the cup breaks. The first thing the mother would say to them is like. Why did you knock that down? Why did you start running around in here? You know, where he's a child, he likes running around. It's you not like, you know, if you do what you're doing, you're going to destroy this and you're going to destroy that. You know, just give them a view of it. And then, but he, the first thing that some parents jump to is what they did wrong. Dr. Kevin just uh, popped into the square. Hi, everybody. Dr. Kevin joining in, popping in and out here at their... Uh, listening over the conversation is quite interesting a couple of things, especially around that age where eight or nine you sort of get out of, of what you knew in the house and you start experiencing the world and adapting just habits to fit into your surroundings. And this boxing in a lot of our growth in that area and the traumas that we go to. <clears throat> A trauma necessary doesn't have to be bad, it's just how we deal with it, but it shapes us. Exactly. And, th and those are traumas. And when in parenthood, we sort of try to grab the best part from what we were taught, either from <laughs> parents or people that we meet or people mm -hmm. that we cons consider as family. And the other part where we learn ourselves and compare both, and that's what we try to do our kids, right, to the tools to grow. Yeah. I can think I, can I ask cool. you a good question on that? Because the reason that I brought up is, so if you have, nobody experiences their life or depression or mental illness the same, no one. But let me ask you a question. Suppose you're, the, the, the person you're describing, you're describing two, let's say, one of them is mentally ill, but you don't know it. The other one is not mentally ill. I mean, chemical, or, you know, this disbalance that mm -hmm. they have. Um, and they're both growing up. How, how would you? How would they judge? Their, their life is going to be completely different. And you're I going to struggle see with this because well, right now people could come and assess us collectively, and I would be mentally ill if if we checked certain questions and answers and yeah. gave responses yeah. sincerely from our hearts. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if like yeah, this guy's mentally ill. So even just hearing that, like what. We're going into so many topics, and we can go on this one thing yeah. indefinitely because it's so vast and pervasive, even from how it starts and just how it's 
there's so many finite considerations for different box and permutations. Um, but I want to get back to the fact that we're living in a world right now where stress and depression are going to kill more people you than can. than than a, a virus with a 98% success rate. Um, and then any like, it's insane yeah. how hard this thing is going to hit. And I know you're seeing patients from time to time. Um, just the health effects of people that forget. The other stuff, people don't even know that they're depressed. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the problem is, just like just like Max is saying, in order to heal that, you also have to heal the nutritional part of it. Because if they continue not eating or eating the wrong things, or things that are going to stimulate them much more on what they're going through, it's going to be a problem. So that's a very big part of things. What we determine, in fact, are the way we vibrate, just how the lymphatic system goes through everything. Mm -hmm. But food... And emotions. I think we have a good knowledge and grasp of distribution of food and okay. not food, the knowledge yeah, of okay. what we should eat. I'm sorry yeah. to oh, yeah. okay, rephrase yeah. that. And then knowledge and science and then the spiritual, but nobody really teaches you about emotions. Yeah. Recognize your emotions to, to go to that and in Mr. Rogers did. And where did you go? <laughs> no, but where do you go when you have the emotion? Like yeah. You know, let's say somebody that sued, like for instance, when I get sort of like sad or, you know, some kind of, I eat, man. And there are some people, they go through the sadness and they don't eat. So uh, emotion is associated with food. Suppose I'm grabbing food now and I'm grabbing yeah, the wrong thing. I'm, I go over there and I have some fresco lemonade with a ton of sugar in there. And then I pick up a nice sweet cake that I like because that's what's going to satisfy me. And I think if I was to had a choice, I should have picked up like uh, a watermelon or you know one of the fruits that are that hindsight. Can... That's that hindsight. Exactly. But it's funny because something that I will not do, and in the moment, and sometimes it helps them get out. I will not eat food yeah. from someone that is upset, whether it's me or to <laughs> someone else. If they're sitting in there talking and. Cooking this yeah, full yeah, charge, yeah. this kind of, I'm, I'm like, energy uh, is being transferred it's going right into the food. <laughs> negative energy, yeah. negative adrenaline. That's, exactly. why, that's why animals, when an animal kills its prey, it kicks it and won't eat it for, won't eat it for a while usually. Right. That's because they know that the toxin that the that animal experienced, yeah. the, the adrenaline is, yeah. is toxic. Yeah. To, so that's what eating. So you're telling me that's what cats are doing all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they not playing with their food? They're letting it toxin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't let the adrenaline die down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, when you, when you inject the cow or anything, you have to inject them to calm them down or else you taste that crap in the meat. Uh, yeah. It's the same reason that you boil dogs um, when they cook the meat in um, Asia. The reason they boil the dog alive is because of how the meat turns out when the dog is stressed. Similar to how this thing Cattle called too. adrenochrome um this most super pervasive thing on earth is created it is created from the torture tor uh, tortured children is the best way to get this 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 adrenalized oxidized adrenaline and it's insane well it's another subject but <laughs> sure, i agree um, but um yeah so going back to this thing if 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 if, if what max is saying that the nutrition part, if I was taught, for instance, to deal with sad or depressing things for me, to grab onto the right food from a, ch from a child. But who teaches this? I don't that's think it's where, taught. No, no one's teaching it. And that's what we're 
He's saying it's the point that needs to be there. It's the point that needs to be there. You know, I, at I what age, maybe, or is it the parenting? Because so much is put onto yeah, children's and edu- yeah, exactly. educators. It's, 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 it's like, actually the parenting. And some people, some kids, like you said, grow up just kind of having to feel, just like an artist, they have the feel for what's there. And some some people can like go directly to uh, a cucumber or something and eat it because it's not sweet. It's you know, they, and it's gonna calm them down probably yeah. the juices. Where I would go. I was taught, man, you get like the best food that I like are sweet things, so I go towards the sweet, sweetest thing possible. And what's going to happen mm-hmm. if, if there's that sadness is going to ex- going to be much stronger because now it's hypered in because of the sugar. Sugar kind of makes you a very hyper. Yeah. So instead of eating something that should have actually calmed me down a little bit, let me think about it. With all that sugar and stuff in there, while I'm having my problems, man, I'm like Just, jumping. <laughs> man, I feel you. And and through all this process of learning and, and sort of seeing that really the things that we shape us and mentally, emotionally, and also physically, of course, uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard to choose that and to kick sugar. I mean, this is something personally I it's really so love. That's the thing. And, and, it's, and it's I think that, that plays a big role right now also. Because of all this depression, or people can't leave, they're trying to obey the rules as possible. Then they see other people breaking the rule, and then they're wondering, and then you know all this other stuff that's going. Uncertainty. Yeah, exactly, and the uncertainty of what's what's going to happen next, and what's next week, and so you're going through this thing, and you're home. Number one, you don't have enough money to buy the food, and then you try to eat whatever is available, and that's another problem. And then, yeah. You know, all right. So right now we're saying things that everyone knows. Give me something that an everyday individual can do better for their health or their wellness that's practical. Like, yeah, okay. whether you got funds, you got the, the, the fridge to hold, the access to... What can someone practically do right now? Just well, one thing. I, I can tell you one thing about just, let's say, being black, for instance. I know it's, it's not racial, but it has to do with being black. One of the biggest problems, and you can look this up, one of the biggest uh, problems of depression among black people is low vitamin D, insufficient vitamin D. Uh, where do we get the vitamin D from? From the sun. But the sun. The sun. Okay, most of it is from the sun that forms it because it forms through the kidney and liver. But this, you can eat and receive it. So you're getting D2 or D3, which is not the vitamin D. Okay. Uh, and and so when you when you um, when you don't have these things and you lack it, it causes chemical imbalances. But what, what they call vitamin D, it's actually something called a pro-hormone. That means it activates all of the hormones in your body, activates your reaction, your mental state. You know, you can be emotionally sick because of mental disbalance. Right. And what vitamin D does is will give enough stuff that needs to break that down. And, and so that's a huge problem, especially even though we're in the tropics, but we're still UVB, which is the one that makes vitamin D. UVA is the one that protects you from right. from melanoma. But still yet, you're being blocked on both. Because? The and the back. Because here? of the skin color. Because of the skin color. Okay. So, so how do we So, we, we, so what, what we need to do is find out more about the foods that you can eat or even the supplement of vitamin D and the levels of what you need. For instance, Aren't, don't salmon and tuna give you yeah, the, but very this specific? But yeah, how okay. many kids here can buy? How many people here? Can okay, buy that's what I was saying. Okay, not <laughs> that's the part. How many can buy it versus what simple step can you take? Yeah. But the children here would rather get some chicken and some alcohol versus this one thing that but they if you equate. Yeah. So no, they could. What's get easy? It. No, they make the alcohol more accessible for you than 
that tuna, okay? But the price, you, you, that's why I'm going back to the value. The price. You got to teach the even value. The price. The, the, nope, I disagree. The alcohol I is think. very cheap. Uh, you, you buy a piece of tuna and see how much that cost here versus a bottle of alcohol. And how many people you're going to feed on that one piece of tuna versus how many people you're going to drink on that one bottle is going to make you happy. But <laughs> No sympathy for the lack of value or awareness because if you are aware of this, right now we also live in a place where even though there are a lot of foreigners and a lot of mixing, the awareness and focus on food and health is abundant here. So even the locals can't act, help but to accidentally fall into the fact that, or people that really don't give it. Yeah. care about their body you can't you're gonna accidentally fall into a conversation about yeah. hey this tea does this this food does this like yeah. you're gonna hit that yeah. in this area so to not know is like kind of a choice a at this but they're point. not doing it yeah even though they're not doing it. so that's the thing with this lack of so this depression and nobody here wants to see uh, a psychiatrist you tell a black man hey um, let's go see what me no man i know mad you know like they're associated with craziness mm -hmm. Not just a social or a depressing problem at that time, but they associate it with clear madness. And so nobody's going to do that. But I think one of the best ways is somehow or another get these supplements of vitamin D or find out about all the plants that have vitamin D and the dosage. Because plants, sometimes I know they say it have it, but it's very little. Like, for instance, lemongrass is supposed to contain zinc. But the quantity that we need, it's very low even when we make a tea. The quantity is so, so how do we know, like, let's say make, if you're going to make a, you know, a, a six ounce cup of, 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 of tea, uh, how many leaves do you need? You know, somebody can say, look, you have to have more than six. If you have less than six, not doing nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, so we need that part, the dosage and how. So is there anything that you know that we can consume that helps? I know you said. Yeah, not, no. Not I, I don't know. I, I, I know things that I, I would, I would have to experience it myself in order to have an opinion on it okay. because people tell me things they tell me what it contains but I've not experienced that so I've not been doing it okay, so that's that's the that's so sunlight it. is still the best sunlight is the best sunlight is the best but you have to go out there you have to go outside uh, that's no. the problem <laughs> wait the sunlight is outside yeah yeah they make light in the store make sure, called gotta, make sure you repeat that to any kids that sit down with their computers no right? no there's a light like usually you can actually buy yeah sunlight. you can yeah you can but, uh, you can buy but sunlight. the cheapest way let's do it the cheapest way <laughs> you can put your plants under yeah. it and sometimes they have them in gardens where the kids are playing and there's no sunlight you know there's the shade all over i mean people and then the evening time you know they, they come out a little bit but uh, a lot of people are not coming out and that thing is getting worse you know, and it's very easily curable. One of the second thing of, of curing some of these mental illnesses that are associated is to plant things. Uh, one of the problems with depression is that there's no end. Sadness, you know there's a good time, there's a bad time, and this might end. Depression, there's no ending. And so one of the big treatments, I think... To for, grow things, exactly, to see the cycle. Things. You see the cycle, and you see death. And you see the cycle, and you see death, and that's like a curing thing. And if you start off the kids with that, when they get into one of those stages yeah. that they can't plant anymore, they're living in New York in a building where there's no plants, and they want to associate with it, then they can think back, you know, I used to plant this thing, and then I see the That's interesting. Pop it up. makes sense. And it then I just get this like, fruit. And yeah. Then, you know, in, in Western cultures, we're not, we're not taught to own our health. Uh, and the reason why we're not taught to own our health, I was thinking about this this morning, um, in my lifetime, my adult life, I probably had 10 or 12 doctors 
you know, that I would go to periodically for my, my health care needs. Not a single doctor that I've ever had, even when I was married with my kids, not a single doctor ever discussed nutrition with me. That's true. Or my family. Dr. Kevin is the only one that I've had a conversation with about the importance of nutrition for, for healthy living. And because we're not taught to own our health, what do we do? We get the slightest uh, problem, we go to the doctor, he gives us a pill, and we're on our way. Yeah. We haven't really solved the problem. So, ma yeah, so many people are, are ill or have even died simply because they were lacking nutrients. They were exactly. lacking, lacking they vitamins. They were lacking minerals yeah. in their body. Yeah. And, and uh, to start with, both for men and women, as, as Armando said, vitamin D critical. The other three critical vitamins are B, C, and E. B, C, and E, and then the minerals zinc and magnesium. Yeah, magnesium, calcium. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely critical. And and when when we when we embark on the supplement uh, path of, of uh, wellness. Uh, be careful with multiple vitamins because you got a lot of filler. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Multiple or multi? Multi, multi vitamins. Some yeah, say multiple. multiple. Yeah. Some say multi. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. say multiple. Okay. Right. It's really yeah. the same thing. Gotcha. But will, really, what they're what they're doing Package. Yeah. is they're saying that they're saying that this one vitamin has ten different vitamin types in incorporated in that. Well, I've just found but uh, not enough. No, it's, <laughs> not, it's not. It's never enough. So that's why you, when you're selecting, it's better. And the basis yeah. for them are. Our only laboratory. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like this is exactly. more or less what we observe, yeah. but not taking into yeah. account different chemistry of body. That's, the uh, microbiome really is one of the most important <laughs> things and most neglected. You need your own probiotics. You yeah, need exactly. to have your own yeah. natural bacterial that will decompose things. Without yeah. that, you won't absorb. Mm -hmm. Even if you have tons of vitamins going in, if you don't, if you cannot absorb them because there isn't something here to degrade and for them to be useful, it would just go straight through. Yeah. Now watch this. Watch this. In consideration of food, planting, the body, specific nutrients, if you urinate on the plants that you grow, they direct the nutrient release to what they sense you're missing or need. The DNA is programming this is to come and feed you. Do you know that that's not taught? No one will yeah. talk about that. That is, like water is programmable, but urine is a part of your whole cycle, sequence yeah. and cycle mm -hmm. of what you have, what you don't have, what needs to move, what's still there. And you can safely drink your own urine if you have Age to. Yeah. No, not but, even if but, you have to. Yeah, I'm but it causes, back on that. It causes I was talking about this yesterday. Yeah. No, I have drank my piss for months. And what you do is your diet has to be clean. See, the ammonia in there is like very oh, That's why you age it, though. Exactly. Oh. No less than three weeks. Oh, I thought you said that you you didn't. No, it ages a minimum of three yeah. weeks. And oh, it, it ages better. Oh, I thought yeah. you were drinking it for that time. Okay. No, 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 okay. no. Like, I, and I, you I let see. it. The, yeah. No, no. Hell no. But no, because the ammonia there, when it's there, that ammonia is like if it doesn't evaporate, man, that, uh, that's no. too strong for your body. Urine and breast milk 
do something to the body that I can't even explain about food. And you have to think breast milk gives a child everything needed for it to become everything else. So the fact that there are so many women that have excess breast milk that is being frozen, mm -hmm. do you realize I come from um, a, 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 a group of people uh, in, a, in a, a realm of business and so forth that all these psychopaths and their wives, they get the breast milk of other yeah, people. I know. Yeah, this, a lot their of, children a lot drink of, breast milk. A lot of people used to sell it. And on television, they try and get people on Similac and these things to give babies yeah. ear infections because somehow it's like taboo that yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah, public. the immune system, your immune system goes into that milk and that milk and the baby. And so the baby's immune system for the first six months is basically yours. So you have a lot of things they can recognize. And but this is what I'm saying. Urine and breast milk do some amazing things. Well, all the people knew this for a especially with they, urine. But why and, did it and, stop? And skin. And skin. They oh. used to, you know, if you take get, the urine and... If you get and, uh, tapped by a jellyfish, if you get stung by a jellyfish, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, you're, you're, you're supposed yeah. to piss on it. Yeah, because of the But 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 exfoliation of skin, in the older people, when the baby is urinated yeah. in their, in their uh, diaper, they used to take that and wipe their face. Because it, it exfoliates and it's so the, the baby's skin is constantly changing. It's constantly changing. Right. There's a cream that's actually made. It, it, I don't think anybody has ever made it, but the, when a baby is born, there's a cream that's covering. It looks like a powder. After yeah. it looks like a white powder. Yeah. That thing it's is layers of, yeah, layers of skin. But that deterioration of that is one of the best stuff for your skin. What is it? It's a greasy like. It's like yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, but it's, it's... What is it? It's a natural lubricant for the baby to come out. What is it? Like, what the is chemical, it called? It's what, like what is it? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But the thing is that it's, it's basically made up of, of skin from the baby. But I don't know what, what is it called. It's a lipo, glycoprotein. Well, yeah. What happens to it after the child comes out? They pull you out of it. That's that layer of... Yeah, it's not the water. There's another. No, not, that's there. the yeah. afterbirth. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're now, talking about. No, the water about. is still it's still surrounding the baby. When he's in there, he's surrounded with babies, and this yeah. thing is on his skin. And you so, can sort of see it. If yeah, the baby and was, so when the water was, washes was out first, time. the water comes yeah. out. Yeah, and when yeah. it comes out, it peels oh, off. Yeah, yeah, that's that layer. No, the water. No, the water comes out. Yeah, the water yeah. comes out first, and then the baby slides out. Right? Yeah, and that stuff that's on his skin that that, that peels water, off within the next. Yeah. No, it's just there. As soon as he's born, it's there. Yeah, but it peels off later. It dries out and peels off. It looks like skin. Yeah, yeah. It is skin. What was it called? Yeah. So that's one of the things that, you know, I guess they have to teach people. But the going back to the food, I think they should actually, you know, continue going back to the old ways and teaching their kids. Because a lot of older people don't teach their kids or the kids don't want to hear it about any plants in their yard. If you, they'll rather go outside and buy uh, uh, this uh, sorrel. They'll rather buy it in a store in a dry package that doesn't even come from here than planting four trees, four but little trees. But there is a gap. Now let's, now we need to get to accountability. Exactly. And like I think we need, this is, this is where we, we say them and they, but where, why is it that you you say they don't know because you know. No, it's so not, why it's not. did it miss? Like, yeah, what okay. what happened? Was it marketing? Was it's, it? It's marketing. Education? Marketing is the most powerful. That I, because even if the parents tell no and tell them, they're gonna go whatever is on TV, and that's how they're gonna buy. It. They're gonna buy package something packaged. It's not even necessarily. Let's what talk they about want. accountability then. So yeah, who's so, at fault for that? 
Is it the parenting to put the screens and let the It's the parenting ads? and surrounding that can't block. It's very, even though they have to fight against that, which is very strong, they have to fight against these ads. It's very, very strong, and it's much more, you know, it's going to, the kids are going to see that much better than listening to a parent. So that influence that the parents have is being lost, and so they're not able to teach these kids. So sometimes you might need a, like a grandparent or an uncle and all these things that we used to have in most a lot of the families, you know, to replace that. That's not my father thing, you know. I'm not going to listen to my father, but my uncle told me, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, the messenger and the yeah, messenger. exactly. And so I think that's, that's where the fault lies. I think the fault lies there before, you know, I would say the, the commercial and advertisement and things like that, which is really sad. And then we're going for something that's already has no nutritional value when we go into the store. So that craving that we're getting is, uh, is we're not healing it. So watch this. To tie all of this into right now what's going on from how I see it is there's this thing that's put into water and toothpaste. It's called fluoride. You're not supposed to swallow the toothpaste, and yet you drink the water with fluoride. So one, fluoride's in the body, which calcifies the pineal gland. Two, you have glyphosate, glyphosate, sulfates, how do you say it? Glyphosate. Oh man, I'm looking at it. Glyphosate? Glyphosate? Glyphosate. It's these things. I know the word. It just escapes me right now, but this is in your food. This phosphate. Yeah, this is also in um, chemtrails. So you have this second chemical added into your body. Yeah. Two, three, you have from in most countries and cultures, you have vaccines that you are given or immunizations that you are given <laughs> as you progress. So you have these, these programs um, in your body. Now what the world is considering is the addition of EMF electromagnetic frequencies and I'm going to bring in your communications experience with your medical um, where I thought because I have a question about EMF um, radiation and how much is known and not shared versus what are the effects yeah. of low level or as it have progresses of radiation exposure so whoever wants to jump in because I know you came from the communications realm and what you do that it's around even if you don't know about it you're aware of it it's just kind of downplayed when it came to radiation around the world most countries have allowed higher levels of radiation um, to exist for the purpose of commercial products but we know that they sur surpass what is the levels, like the molecules the start levels, to yeah, like change the normal levels, yeah. so how, how much is it known at your level in the when you were in communications and it's just kind of like that's just a part of the business because right now we're looking we talked about how 5g is something we've never seen anything like this a rollout this aggressive and what this does to forget your diet this touches you regardless of what your diet is but yeah how how, how is this spoken on and avoided in communications well technology is really not concerned with improving humans' health. <laughs> Technology. Say that again. <laughs> is, is really not concerned with improving human beings' health. Uh, 
it's business. And just a, an, an anecdotal story, um, a friend of mine uh, has been in telecommunications for probably 30, 35 years. And he was uh, telling me about a situation where he was part of, uh, of a study with, with uh, honeybees. Mm-hmm. And and how um, and there's been many of these studies over the last probably eight or ten years, where where the where when they raised the frequency of the signal that is going out via microwave or satellite, or whatever, that as that signal is raised, that that signal impacts the honeybees internal radar system to where that has been that is being viewed as the primary culprit as to why so many uh, honeybees are are dying or not producing and pollinating the way they used to and so uh, from what I've read they're actually (laughs) they're actually hacking uh, the breeding process of the honeybee now, to where they will be, they will will not be impacted by these radio waves, mm-hmm. to where they can continue to do what they're supposed to do. So rather than cut the waves, we'll modify the bees. Change the yeah, change the bees uh, because, like as I said, we're talking we're talking <laughs> commerce. And, and it sounds like people, man. It sounds yeah. like people uh, in the cities now. Yeah. If you can't, you know, in a lot of cities, if you can't, just replace them. So electromagnetic frequencies, radiation at low levels. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's the thing. How do you know it's low level? Exactly. And the amount of accumulative, cumulative levels okay. that right. are there. So, it's so what are the effects it, of radiation? Well, the effects are, are, are terrible. Most of them, they're, they're, they're mental, they're your, just your eyes, your ears sound, your taste, your, your, taste, your body, your entire body. So the, the effects are really bad. But the thing is that how do you know when the doses are too high? and how much accumulates within your body uh, during that specific time. So, so it should be tested before it's applied? Well, you, you know, it may be because you can't stop it. Maybe that's the best thing to do. Maybe that's the best thing to do is to test it and change. I disagree that it can't be stopped. I do think that it is so pervasive and the convenience of wireless communication has become such an addiction that we're talking some of the most conscious, aware, open to heal people that we know would be like, guys, we're not about to tear down the whole wireless network exactly. for the health of everything. Yeah. We can't heal everything like that. That's like so that's a big step, but we know that it's, things have changed. We yeah, know this. Yeah. Like, watch this. So, I remember in the not so distant past, and both of you guys can relate to this. When you would take a car ride over 10 miles, 20 kilometers, and by the time you got to point B, you were wiping bugs off the window and the front of the hood like crazy. What happened to the bugs? Like we talk about the bees, but the bugs, and I'm talking in the jungle, we're now wiping it off. In cities, I'm driving through Europe and and I'm like, where? Where are all the bugs that we used to run through? You would see it on the windshield. You would just yeah. <laughs> you're like, damn, look at that one. Yeah. What happened to that? Yeah, so yeah, the great. bees are easy to see and test, yeah. but everyone can really realize, like, guys, where are all the bugs that we used to run into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and and that's that's that is a a puzzle of several environmental factors. It can be it can be pollution in the air. It can be the radio waves, microwaves, uh, radiation. There's there's so many things that that play into that that equation that um, um, frankly as as nations developed nations um, the United States in particular as as commerce and technology continues to uh, proliferate and grow uh, the environment unless something dramatic happens is is going to and it already is uh, especially in this administration uh, is taking a back seat to to the things that that scientists actually know harm human beings yeah such as is it with the 5G installs is that included or what do you well, say? Well, well, you know. Or an example. I'm just well, saying what's an example. Well, well, I I personally haven't read any any papers or any um, uh, uh, op eds yeah. regarding 5G 5G that bring a quantified and measured uh, scientific approach to saying that 5G is causing this, 5G is causing that. Beware 5G because of this and that. You know, you and, and approach the question differently. Okay. Is is 5G more safe than 4G? Because if it was, do you know that that would be a great reason to market it versus not having any studies? So just let's ask that question: Is 5G healthier than 3G or 2G? Because I'm not. I see what you're yeah. saying, but how can something that is coming so fast and being installed have no shared finite research on what it does. That well, is scary. Well, the research, the research, the research is there. On I 5G, mean, it's a weapon. Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, it's like anything in, in, the, in the world of business. Anything in the world of business, or most things in the world of business, have lobbyists <laughs> that, that go to Washington and lobby for, for their special interests it's the same with technology, anything yeah. else. Um, at the end of the day, uh, there, there's very few lobbyists for, for a healthy human, human life. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, because that... that does, nobody's going to donate to that. No, no, nobody's going <laughs> to donate to it. Uh, politicians aren't interested. Uh, so, so it goes back to what I said earlier, and that is owning your health. Yeah. We so have practical way. What is that now? Right now, tell me how I can own my health. Okay, great question. <laughs> I well, know. We, we can own our health first and foremost by knowing who we are and what makes us tick. Um, self-awareness. Self-awareness and the psychology behind the self-awareness. And one of the primary uh, psychological uh, studies in probably the, the last 75, 80 years, especially since uh, Carl Jung, uh, the father of modern psychology, is that locus of control right now is front and center with 
what I view as the psychological and emotional health of people around the world that are going through this pandemic. Why? Because so many people feel helpless. So many people feel because there's two, there's two um, areas of locus of control. One is internal, one is external. The internal is how, how much an individual thinks and believes that they have control over their life and have control over, over their situation in life, including their family. External focus of, uh, locus of control is, is how much control one has over the outside world, the environment. And in my conversations, what I have found, uh, especially going back to, to March, is that so many people, their control mechanisms, their coping mechanisms, uh, are something now that they've never really had to understand. And now, and now that people are, are looking for, for ways to cope, ways to be healthy through this psychologically, emotionally, and physically, they're reaching out and they're looking for information. That said, the foundation of what we are aware of and what we believe we control internally and externally, uh, what I see is, is so many people that, that see themselves as the victim to the pandemic, which says that their external locus of control is very low. They may have a high internal hmm. locus of control, but their external is very low. That can be that can be uh, actually a healthy a healthy mix, uh, because one thing about about psychology, most behaviors can be changed, most things can change, and the 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 underpinning of locus of control or any other behavior. Uh, that we human beings are all made up of is is something called mindset. Every person that I have a coaching call with or just a personal call with, I listen to to what their mindset, if I've known them for a while, I listen to their mindset now versus what their mindset was before the pandemic. And it's totally different. People that, people that used to have a fixed mindset, which is, you know, um, uh, kind of the, the stuck mindset, yeah. you know, uh, I got no control over what's out there, you know, I'm just going to deal with it, My, you know, the way I, best yeah. way I possibly can. And then you have the growth mindset, which is the, the person that says, you know what, yeah, there's, I can't control COVID, but I can control me. And I am going to grow through this. I made that decision myself back in back in March, that I was going to really take a deeper look into my health. Yeah. And and I've done that. So there is, that at the end of the day, there is a an opportunity in this storm if we look for it. If we look for it, and I I suggest to anyone that is viewing uh, this communication, that you take a deeper look into your 
overall health and well-being. Because if you're not doing it, no one else is going to do it for you. Wait, the governments care about your health. That's why they want you to wear a mask and feel better and get a vaccine because they care. What do you mean? Well, it, it goes it goes so much deeper than that. The government the government yeah. give a, a rat's you know what about our diet. The government yeah. they, they they say they do, but they don't. We have to take control over what is most precious to us. I I, I challenge anyone to say that outside of one's being and outside of one's family and the people they love, that there is nothing that should be more important than one's health and well-being. Now, some people would say, no, my money is more important than that. My money is more important than this. Well, teach his own. For me, and I got this from my father, it's one of the things that, that uh, one of my takeaways uh, in his uh, teachings, indirect teachings with, with me and my siblings, and that was the importance of health. He and my mother, and this is back in the 50s and 60s, they were walking everywhere. My father had a gym in his basement, man, in the 50s and 60s. You know, so I grew up, and we had a small farm, yeah. you know, a produce farm. And so I grew up in a family where, where I, uh, I had a sense of what healthy eating was, even though, even though everything we planted, we planted with fertilizer because we didn't have the knowledge back then. We planted with fertilizer and manure. That was the fertilizers that, that our crops grew from. And so no one knew about organic, you know, in the 50s, 60s. The term didn't exist. It was just yeah, food or not food. Yeah, yeah food or not food. Yeah. And, and so fast forward now, uh, I suggest to anyone viewing this that, that if, you really, if you really want true wealth in this life, yes, money's important. It's always important. But if you want true wealth in this life, take care of your health. Take care of your health. And that means exercise. It means thinking positive. It means proper diet. It means anything that we consume that we think about it before we consume it. What would you say to that? Yeah. No, I think he's correct. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So the question from behind the scenes is what we see... That's not going to work. No? No. Alright. And this is the closing notes, so <laughs> jump on in. Coming up So I do have a question though. So food and in, you said intake. Mm -hmm. Does that account not only well water, air? What about content? The social contact the with people. Food of, yeah, the food of the food of I, 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 absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. Because this is nourishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this that's is, that's, is why, that's why. That's why you know, like this is like the second interaction. Yeah, this is like the second interaction that we've had like this. And I mean, Armando and I, we kind of communicate daily, either speak or text or whatever. But you know, we've been talking about how important that that human interaction is, especially now. Yeah. So look, mask and social distancing. Mask yeah. and social distancing are taking place right now. Yeah. You want to talk about why depression and stress are about to kill so many people. Forget, like, I can't think about creative outlet because I'm stuck on money. I want to talk about my health, but I got to get money, but I can't work. I can't leave. I'm stressed out. I'm depressed, and I don't know it. I don't have a creative outlet. 
what can we do? Like, I'm, I know you made suggestions, but as an individual, either what can you do or what are you doing right now? And this will be the last note, and then we'll leave. You yeah. going to go first? If, if I may. <laughs> go first. And, and this, is, this is, I think, humbly very important. Mm-hmm. Guard the conversations you have with yourself in your head. Mm. Yeah. Because, because three months ago, four months ago, when this first kicked off, I was being unusually harsh with myself. And I didn't realize it until I really just sat down and I said, Max, you know, why are you why are you being mean to yourself? You know? Because there was so much happening. Why are you being mean to yourself? You can't control COVID. You can't control uh, uh, you know the, what, what's happening around the world because uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm an empath so I kind of absorb a lot of things that I probably shouldn't be absorbing but that's mm-hmm. that's who I am. But anyway, the healthy approach to this is is to when that negative thought about anything comes into your head, it's just like changing channel on the TV. Change the channel. Go to something positive and productive and to something you, you mentioned earlier, the, the importance of creativity. Every day, do something different. Even if it's driving to work a different, a different route. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if it's talking or meeting someone that you've never talked to or never met before. No matter what it is, Create possibilities. keep your mind positive and fresh, and it will produce positive uh, results. So what are you doing right now, or how how are you helping? Uh, I think that's the thing. I'm I'm going back into, like, walking and doing simple things that I used to do, and eat a little better. You know, that's that's what I'm doing. Conscious eating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, better food and the amount that I consume also. Not only the the amount, which is important. Can you feel a difference? Uh, I, I'm beginning to feel it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You want to jump in? Yeah. I'll tie in a little bit. There's, if you keep your mind clean and you act from a place of, a good place, whatever that looks for you in your mind, things will have a great outcome. No matter what you do, no matter mm-hmm. what else mm-hmm. can happen, even if it all goes to shit, it, you'll still be happy if you do it with the right intent in mind. Yes. Yes. Keep your intentions clean. True. True. Only to yourself. Anything else is just extra stuff. But if you keep that clean, thoughts clean. Yeah. Eat well. Nourish yourself with people you cherish. Yeah. And be. You and, might be okay. And be careful with the negative influence around us. Yeah. The negative people, because you know, there's people in life that since they can't produce any positive energy themselves, they need to take it from other people. And so what I try to do every day is when I'm engaging people, even if they may say something negative about the pandemic or about the economy or whatever, I always try to give them something positive back. You know, I may feel like crap that day, but I will still smile and try to give them something. Keep that smile. Yes, try to give them something positive because... Because literally, it you know, I was a kid when I first heard this, but it is a fact. It takes more energy to be negative than it does to be yeah, positive. Yeah. It That's really true. does. It takes more muscles to frown than yeah. it does to smile. Yeah. Yeah. It takes more muscles yeah. to frown. Yeah. It's like turning that frown upside down. Yeah. 
so yeah, um, in closing, uh, things that I'm doing um, and making accessible is I make and share stories and moments that I've experienced that are relatable, highly processed and go through a level of discretion as I shared with you all earlier that I'm sharing with the world. These are my trips through this thing. This isn't made for entertainment. And along the way, I have tuned into the frequency of 432, which is the, the result of the, the square root of the speed of light, which is a healing frequency. So on another level, as we talked about what radiation does, um, I know what frequencies do. So that's another level of nutrient. Um, and it's like a force field that I have had around. So in addition and piggybacking on what you all said, be more conscious of everything that deals with you everything the conversations you're having what are you listening to what are you eating read the package what if you see an e number on a package of food that you're eating what is that it doesn't say corn sugar corn syrup it says e649 or a19 what the hell is that so just 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 be conscious and being more conscious automatically t evolves into something else. It's like you can't stop it. If you just start consuming more awareness by default, it begins to just build. You don't have to be a genius to put somebody you like. Uh, you see some idiots that you know start putting stuff together and you're like, hey, that's a dumb, but they got this right because they just... Even the dummy can get this. So just be more conscious of everything that deals with you. Yeah. All that other stuff is, but this digests all that. So yeah. just get in touch with all of this stuff. So yeah, I'm with you guys. I really appreciate this second conversation. Something that we're going to get into next time, and I tell you, is this metaphysical conversation. Metaphysics and layers of this experience that are limited by objections to more more yeah. than what we can understand so yeah, yeah. thank you all oh, thank good. you and let's yeah. keep rocking that's nice. it <laughs>